Hey, Steve, what's up? Hello, Brian. Shut up, I'm mad at you. Yes. <laughs> Watch this movie. Um, you know how uh, you know how vampires love to like bite people's throats? That's like a big part of yep. vampirism. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then they they kill them and then they bring them back to life sometimes. Sometimes. It's like a part. It's part of it. You know why that is? Why? It's because they're necromancers. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, boys and ghouls, to another fucking mini-zode of Halloween's Forever. I'm Brian. I'm Champ. This movie got me fucked up. It's got me... F- My jokes are dog shit this week. I'm conf- yeah. We were talking before we got on uh, the old podcast, started hitting record here. Um, this movie's confounding. That's the best way I can describe it. Uh, Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know why it Mm -mm. exists. I don't know why it exists in the state in which it exists. Um, I'm I'm intrigued to talk about it. I've been looking forward to talking about it. I've been looking forward to venting about it. And I hated it so let's (laughs) spoiler alert there it's dog shit there's a couple of slightly redeeming parts uh yeah it doesn't feel like a dario agento movie at all though we'll get into all that it's it's distressing to me the movie itself might be a vampire because it leaves you (laughs) tired and confused and you're just not sure what just happened for the last two hours i feel physically drained after yeah. watching this movie and the fact that it's in it, this movie should be a tight 48 minutes, <laughs> but instead mm-hmm. it's an hour and 50 and it's so full of just fluff and I hate it so much. All right, let's not get into it too quickly. We got some other things we got to do here, but guys, if you didn't click on the, if you didn't look at the, uh, the title that you clicked on, first of all, you're crazy. You're a psycho. You're wild, man. We are going to be discussing Dracula 3d. Uh, aka Dario Argento's Dracula. I want to know what the 3D stands for because uh, I don't think it's the, the three dimensions. I am going to speculate that the three Ds are the first D is Dracula, obviously. Mm-hmm. The second two Ds are for double Ds for them big old boobies because there are some big old <laughs> boobies in this movie. And that was really its own redeeming quality. Um, but I couldn't help but think, you know, we watched uh, uh, an Argento movie last week in the showdown. Guys, spoiler alert. If you didn't listen to the September showdown, you should. Um, but it was it, it was a lot of fun. We had Matt from Decay with the boys on. Um, he just, uh, just a, a, a ridiculously diverse set of movies. I defended pieces from 1982, mm-hmm. which these fucking lackeys just, they, you didn't get it. It was over your head. That's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to stick to that. for pieces. You rat fucks. Uh, <laughs> Matt brought shocker to the party, which is a fun watch and a fun discussion, but it's just a weird dumb movie um that he has uh, listen i i can't be throwing stones here in this glass house i oftentimes no. pick movies that i know are dumb and weird um pieces maybe being one of them that i just want to talk about and defend uh this was one of matt's uh kind of uh favorite schlock movies and then steve classic steve pick he goes with the dario argento movie that he could talk about the cinematography and all that stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And it, and he picked Opera, which is which is great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It was a great, it's great a legitimately film. great movie. But Jared Argento also has this. I was going to say we went from opera to soap opera somehow. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm very confused as to where this came from and who thought it was a good idea. Anyway, Steve took home the fucking strap for September. So going into WrestleMania, going into October, going into the main event of the year, Steve is the defending champ. Um while we're on the topic, let's talk about real quick. Actually, let's talk about some beers. Then we'll talk about what is going to happen for October because we got a fucking burn burner for yins uh, for October. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really, really looking forward to. It's going to be fucking. It's going to be fucking wild. Um, now uh, let's talk about some beers first of all. Uh, yes. What do you got? You got a little beer over there or what? I got a little beer. I got a little simple beer. I ain't yeah. going too crazy. Just a little something for the champ to celebrate with. Mm-hmm. And I, I broke out a Castile Rouge. Oh, that's cla- all. An old fave. Yeah. yeah, just a classic cherry donker. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. I uh, I've kind of got a beer that is um, nothing like that, but for some reason is reminding me of it. I think because it does have a little bit of. Um, it's got some sweetness to it. It's a little little bit of a chunky boy. Not chunky in the in the gloop glop sense. Just got some residual carbohydrates. Uh, I am drinking uh, from our friends at Schlenkerla. Uh, I'm drinking the Lenten beer. Yeah. You know, Schlenkerla, we talked about it. Steve was just drinking on that on that cherry smoked, uh, uh, I think it was cherry smoked Bach beer maybe. Uh, a couple it's weeks. a red ale. Real. Yeah, I had that one um, recently, too. Holy shit, that was a tasty one. Uh, mm-hmm. Cherry wood as opposed to, uh, you know, the, the the standard beech wood smoked malt that you get in most of the the Rauk, or, uh, uh, Schlenkerla beers. This one's kind of interesting. Uh, Lenten beer, historically speaking, was stronger, higher gravity, uh, kind of like you get like a celebratory beer for Advent, like a Christmas sale or something, because it's higher ABV. Historically speaking, in like times of fas- fasting for, you know, men, people living in monasteries, you know, back kind of monastic brewing traditions of hundreds of years ago, they would drink that, you know, they would fast during during these periods. They wouldn't eat anything uh, from sun up to sundown. So these fucking monks or whatever uh, would just drink a bunch of beer and get their caloric intake for the day uh and people were like oh they're strong beer you know doppelbox stuff like that but they're actually just um i mean potentially higher abv than average everyday drinking beer but they just were way less attenuated i mean it's just a lot more sugar so higher gravity mm. beer but not necessarily higher alcohol beer um just because they weren't fermented out they just leave a lot of residual carbohydrates in the beer that's how they get all their you know calories for the day this is almost um i think more akin to that in that kind of traditional Lenten beer sense. It says mm. on the back that it has a mix of uh, unsmoked and, and smoked malts. So it's definitely not as smoky as as even the Marison or certainly the Urbach. But it is uh, 5.9, so almost 6%. So not high, but it is quite sweet. So it's got quite a bit of residual carbohydrates. Mm. So I think that's the the kind of classic Lenten beer tradition. So it sounds like they use like a lot of the unsmoked malts to to bump it up and give it that sugar and sweetness maybe or maybe they just i don't know i i don't know if they're if they're because pale malts typically uh make for higher attenuated beer as opposed to like stuff with you know more specialty malts that sort of thing i don't know but it is quite sweet and chewy 
and feels a lot bigger than 5.9%, not by alcohol warmth, but just that body. Mm-hmm. And then it's got, you know, very pronounced smoke, but it's it's not quite as aggressive as, uh, you know, the Urbach or the Marzen. But it is that beechwood smoke. It's that super savory, oh, okay. you know, hammy type of smoke character to it. But it's it's, yeah. da- it's damn tasty. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to kick it out of bed for eating crackers. That's for sure. So couple other things we got to do at the top of the show here. First of all, if you haven't already, go over and follow us on the social medias. For those of you who are new to the show, this time of year we get a bunch of fucking freeloaders coming over here just thinking they could just listen to whatever podcast they want to. Um, <laughs> they just come over and go, oh, free podcast. Num, 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 num. Eat the content. That's fine. <laughs> But here's how it goes. This is called Halloween is forever, not Halloween, just September and October. So get the fuck on board here, guys. Get with the program. Understand. Become a student of the game here. Here's what we do. Every Monday, we put out some spicy, salty, sweet content on the Internet. Usually it's one of these here mini mini episodes uh, like we're doing right now. Um, but we also, every single first Monday of the month, we do a showdown episode where me, Steve, and a guest go head to head to head. And we have a whole bunch of topics on this big old spinny wheel of us, constantly evolving list of topics. They might be genres. They might be performers. They might be directors, whatever. Um, we spin that wheel three times. We get three different selections. We put them out there on the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, most notably, but we also have a whole bunch of other social medias. You can catch us on the TikToks and 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 the uh, and, and and the what do you call uh, Twitter slash Twix? Right, it's Twitter oh, slash Twix right now. Yeah. Um, we got all that kind of stuff. Um, quick check in. Side note: Do shit still be tight on this on on the threads? That's what I want to should still be tight on the threads. Yeah, still get better. Still get better engagement on Twix, and it's less you know, like full of anti-Semitism and racism. It's so slightly, like, just slightly less, less racist just, and less. Yeah. You know, gotcha. Um, yeah, the, the only thing is, it's just like, I need dumb Mark Zuckerberg mm. to just implement a few more features. Yeah. It's just missing features. That's Come all it on. is. That's all the people want. Come just on, give us you features. dumb nerd. Do something with your fucking life. Um, Anyway, follow us on the social medias uh, and and you can vote for which one of those three topics get picked. Once it get picked, each of us, myself, Steve, the guest, uh, they will, uh, uh, you know, we'll pick a movie or whatever that's associated with that topic, whatever this topic dictates. Then during that showdown episode, we'll each present our argument uh, about why our movie is the best. Um, You know, someone catches a steel chair upside the head. Someone, you know does the cross and launches himself off the top of the hell in the cell fucking Shane O'Mac style, whatever. Ultimately someone takes home that son of a bitch in championship strap for the month. Like I said, Steve took it home in the last mm, showdown episode. Mm, so mm, he's been strutting mm. around giant Eagle with that son of a bitch. Just, just fucking buying cider and, and, and his, chip chopped ham and just swinging that fucking belt around like he owns the place. Sighty do be back, yo. I know. It's sighty season, boys and ghouls. Get out mm-hmm. there. Get on top of it. Hit it while it's fresh. Um, here's what we're going to do for October. The last two years, this will be our third Halloween uh, episode, believe it or not. Uh, the last two years, we did a John Carpenter showdown where we put every movie in the in John Carpenter's uh, 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 illustrious career 
um, onto that spinny wheel. And whoever got stuck with, you know, maybe you end up with Halloween, maybe you end up with a thing, maybe you end up with fucking, uh, what, what was that god awful one about the mental hospital? You remember that? I one? don't know. I dog blocked shit. it out. It's dog shit. <laughs> I, I keep wanting to say they, but that's like Wes Craven's fucking last one that was a stinker. No, I but. forget what it was called. I ended up with Ghost to Mars, famously. Uh, yes. It was, it was bad. It was a bad scene. Actually, I don't dislike that movie. Anyway, this, we've done that the last two years. We've pretty much exhausted between that and regular episodes throughout the year. We've pretty much talked about uh, or exhausted all the worthwhile uh, discussions around John Carpenter movies. So here's what we're going to do this year. We, for our guests for October, not just one guest, but two guests. And we are going to do a fatal four-way match, guys. We're going to have... Your boy, you're going to have Steve, defending champ. Mm-hmm. We're going to have uh, Bigfoot Ben, longtime, uh, 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 multi-time guest, longtime friend at a podcast. And we are bringing back. It is it's going to be like, uh, you know, here in that glass break for the fir- for the first time in years. You know what I mean? When, you know, where, where all of a sudden Cactus Jack shows up out of nowhere after being gone for about five years, something like that. We're bringing back Meg. The bog hag herself is coming back <laughs> for the fatal four way for October. Former uh, uh, full time guest of the podcast or a uh, uh, host of the podcast along with me and steve meg uh is going to be coming back for october along with bigfoot ben we've got storylines aplenty uh boys you got and your girls. bug hag what what yeah you got I mean, it's literally <laughs> you got your horse girl what <laughs> she's coming fresh <laughs> off of a bog hag summer i'm sure she's going to be just all just ripping roaring ready to go shotgun and beers you know the power that she has over Ben. So, you know, is that going to come into play? Uh, you know, where it's just like I said, there's a lot of storylines. Yeah, I know. And, and these are storylines that you have to follow by listening regularly. Mm-hmm. But also, she's had a lot of power over Ben. Yeah. But it was also her power over Ben that led Ben to his defeat when he previously guessed it. Exactly. So this is his first time to defend himself without without her control is he harboring some resentment is he going to go at the at meg's jugular is meg Mm going to be coming back because we've been telling everyone she's dead maybe she's mad about that i don't know (laughs) um so anyway meg meg is all parts bog hag undertaker stone cold and horse girl (laughs) yeah it's gonna be chaos um and I listen, your boy hasn't won in a second. I've been losing uh, recently. Steve's on top. You know, he's 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 a big dog. You know, he's he's the rock. Big dog. You know, he's been holding that belt for a long time. I got a little chip on my shoulder over here. A um, lot of stuff going on. That fatal four way for the October showdown is going to be great. Like I said, we're not going to do John Carpenter, however. We are going to do we're going to take on a, 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 a monument, a Herculean task here. We are going to find just about every damn movie we can find that we haven't done already on the podcast uh, that either has Halloween in the title or takes place around or during the Halloween spooky season. Um, so there's going to be about a dang old hundred movies on the spinny ass wheel. 
So of course we're not going to do 1978 John Carpenter Halloween because we've already done that before, right? Right. Uh, but we might do. But on that wheel, is there going to be a little uh, Halloween Three Season the Witch? Hell yeah, because we haven't talked about that hell movie yeah. yet. You know. Um, oh it, hell yeah! Oh hell yeah! Um, so. You know, there's going to be a lot of movies on that list. A lot of some of them are going to be dog shit. Some of them are going to be masterpieces. You know, Trick or Treat. We've never talked about Trick or Treat. Fan favorite. That's going to be on there. Uh, but then also, you know, All Hallows Eve uh, from like 2012 or whatever that is going to be on there. That's dog shit. So there's going to it's but it's, also uh, Trick or Treat starring Gene Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> well, and also Trick or Treat. Like there's going to be right. a lot. Of, there's going to be a lot of dog shit on here. There's also going to be a lot of good stuff. Um, Halloween party. I don't know if you saw that one from a few years ago. Again, dog shit. Um, so it's going to be a fucking minefield out there leading up to this fatal four way. So subscribe, right? Like, follow, subscribe to the podcast, whatever you're going to do so you don't miss it. We've got a tons of fun stuff in September and October. His spooky season, a lot of good guests. It's going to be fucking just a back to back to back to back slobber knockers on top of barn burners. All right. <laughs> Um, get ready for that. We're also going to be guesting on some other podcasts, it sounds like. So we'll keep you abreast of that as it happens. So if you want to listen to your boys out there talking shit on other podcasts, we can do that as well. Also, for those of you who are new, we got a Patreon. It's over on uh, patreon.com forward slash Halloween is forever. Steve, why don't you tell the boys and ghouls about the Patreon situation we got going on over there? Yeah, big dog. Mm. I got Two tiers of Patreon for you guys mm-hmm. to pay me monies into yeah. that Brian will, you know, he'll hate, but he'll also obey the laws of the Patreon. Again, I'm before I'll preface this, I've been saying it, but if you're new to the podcast, what Steve is making me do, it's not worth any amount of money. You can stick your money up your ass, but I am a man of my word. So I have committed to mm-hmm. this. So if you do give us paper monies, I will continue to do this dog shit, but just want to throw that yep. out there. I want to. I need to stress. I need to make it very clear. I cannot be bought and sold for paper monies, but I am a man of my word. Yes, and he's been a man of his word. He's sat through it, but we got tier one, which is a scamps tier. Scamps tier. That's where you get a couple, two, three bonus things. You get like that last episode we just released. It was four and a half hours long. <laughs> you know how fucking long that took me to edit. It yeah. took me forever. Mm-hmm. But if you were a scamp. Guess what? You got half of that episode early. Yeah. Because I was like, hey, I can do this. I can do this for the people who are good to us. Mm -hmm. And I gave them half that episode early. So Mm -hmm. they had something, you know, to listen to. They're also going to get bonus content from that episode. Mm Because you say, Steve, a four and a half hour episode. Surely you didn't edit anything out. Yes, I did. It was something. Tremendous (laughs) amount, bro. I took out a tremendous amount, but also I took out a good 10 minute clip of us talking wrestling because it was going to take forever to get to the movies if I didn't. I noticed that. We were talking jobbers. We were really off on quite a tangent. You also, (laughs) um, a lot of me coughing. I've got some horrible weeks long plague that makes me cough a lot. We had to get that Mm -hmm. out of there. Yeah. So that took a lot of time. But, you know, if you're a scamp, you're going to get that. You get the bonus content, you get early episodes sometimes, mm-hmm. and then also you're going to get like reviews. Mm-hmm. I have a good sense that maybe through October, I'm not going to do one of those big full 31 for 31 mm-hmm. review things, but I think I'm going to up up the reviews for October. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a couple two tree reviews throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you know, horror movies I watched. That's a good thing for the scamps. Yeah. So that's all good. 
But then tier two, rascals. Rascals. That's where it all goes down, y'all. Mm-hmm. That's where you get the discord yeah you can jump online you can watch episodes happen live mm-hmm. if you want to sit on a five-hour podcast record yeah you can do that which we did have watch. a couple people <laughs> dropping on I, no one sat yeah. there for five hours but we did have no. some we did have some rascals drop in on the uh on, on the recording of the uh, uh uh of the showdown episode with matt from decaying with the boys which was fun uh but yeah that it, it was it was a it was a real endurance test that episode yeah. <laughs> had bathroom breaks, had yeah. water breaks. It was a, had a lot thing. going on. Yeah. I had to go get an IV at one point. <laughs> Matt, he passed out, had to go hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Ample lamps had to come pick him up, take him to hospital. Amber, Lam- Amber lamps took Matt away, but then he showed back up at the end of the match. He was driving, like the, ho- he was driving yeah. the ambulance and then they, and then he, they, then he shot beer out of the back of the ambulance. It was incredible. It was crazy, yeah. but you wouldn't have seen that unless you're subscribed to the Discord as a rascal. Mm-hmm. So all that went down, and also rascal tier. The most important thing, the thing that Brian hates the most, I do. is we're doing family is forever exclusive monthly monthly podcast. <sighs> Guys, uh, Steve's making me watch, and this was a joke for a while, and then it became a reality. We spoke it into reality, became a self-fulfilling <laughs> prophecy, where I consistently talk about how I hate the Fast and the Furious movies. It came to light that I'd never seen any of them except for the first one, uh, and Steve basically uh, roped me into once a month watching one of the movies in the Fast and the Furious franchise, and then we do a Patreon-exclusive podcast where he and I talk about it. It's a completely different format than the other shows. It's been a lot of fun. We've done two episodes. Says we did the first one, and then of course, uh, Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, the first one was terrible. I knew what I was getting into. The second one was more than I bit off more than I could chew. It was the biggest, uh, just biggest mouthful of dog shit I've ever experienced in my life. It mm-hmm. was a chore to watch, but it was a lot of fun to to talk about. And now we're getting ready to do. Uh, 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 we're, we're getting ready to go drift. Tokyo Drift in here in a second. And I don't know what to expect because some people are saying, "Oh, this is where it gets fun." I feel like I'm being gaslit, guys. Because <laughs> st- when people say that, then Steve laughs and chuckles, and other people have seen it laugh and chuckle. And I feel like I'm being gang stalked by the FBI, and I don't like it. <laughs> and I'm very perturbed, and I might lay in traffic. I. I feel like it's the perfect time because I think Tokyo Drift is back in the zeitgeist. And I only know that from one anecdote I have of when I, I went to Trader Joe's the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Pe- people were drifting? No, just like the stock, like the people who were doing stalking at the end of the shift. Yeah. Like, because I, le- I left a fantasy football party. I said, I never get to go to Trader Joe's out this way. I go to Trader Joe's. Sure. I got a nice cheese. Walking through Trader Joe's. Yeah. There's some dude talking about how he he specifically said Tokyo Drifting. <laughs> <laughs> he said his friend took him Tokyo Drifting in an abandoned, like, warehouse. <laughs> they were doing donuts inside the warehouse. I was like, yes. Guys. Tokyo Drifting. It's in the zeitgeist. Donuts aren't <laughs> Tokyo Drifting. I grew up in a redneck ass <laughs> Beaver County. So did Steve. We used to no. go down when it snowed. I had a, you know, well, I think a 1999 uh, 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 Chevy Prism uh, five speed uh, that didn't weigh anything. And I could just spin that thing in fucking circles 
around the icy giant eagle parking lot that's not tokyo drift and that's just doing donuts that's just going down giant eagle doing donuts so it's going giant eagle doing donuts it's called doing donuts down giant eagle that's all it's not tokyo (laughs) drifting (laughs) it it was funny because like this guy was probably like maybe just a little bit younger than us Mm -hmm. and like you know he's like in his mid-30s balding yeah and just like trying to impress his younger stock co-workers with like this tokyo drifting story and i'm like i was i was like taking that you know that extra time you take when you yeah. hear overhear something in the store and you're just looking at stuff on you're the shelves that you're not gonna buy you're right. just eavesdropping yeah 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 <laughs> you can't tokyo drift in your mom's Hyundai sonata yeah. right yeah it was just like he he was talking about his friend took him out to like this rural ass part and then they went into an abandoned warehouse and doing donuts in the warehouse I'm like that's so fucking rules yeah that i mean that's a fun night that's a fun night yeah. i'm not gonna lie probably had some wild irish rose out there oh, for sure yeah yeah doing shots of fireball spinning the car chirping the tires Hell having yeah. a good time ghost riding the whip <laughs> saw some lightning bugs in the field <laughs> So that's what we're getting into over there on the Patreon, guys. It's uh, patreon.com forward slash Howie's Forever. Go over there. Go over there and subscribe. If you're a fan of the podcast, help us out. Three bucks, five bucks. Five bucks is the deal, obviously. Go out there. Support your boys and the podcast. We appreciate it. Um, also, follow us on the social medias. As I said, last thing. If you go on any of those, uh, those old uh, podcaster apps, maybe it's a Spotify, it's an Apple podcast, whatever. If you go on there, you rate us whatever the maximum amount of stars is. And then you've got to write a little review. you got to say, uh, hey, these guys, well, hey, a couple of real guys over here, <laughs> whatever. Say something dumb. Um, give us the five stars. Then shoot us a little DM over in Instagram or the, or the Twitters uh, and say, hey, I reviewed you guys. And I'll say, cool, man, what's your address? And I'll send you some fucking stickers or Halloween is forever in the mail. I always include some other little cute stuff in there. I think the last bunch I put, I sent out a bunch of them. I gave some people some little spooky uh, stickers or I think some people got some temporary tattoos. Maybe you get a maybe you get a, a fireball or, or an atomic uh, warhead or something in there as well. But we appreciate it. We'll show you some love if you send us a, a review. We'll mail you some goodies in the mail, including some stickers. How about that? All right. That is all the stuff. Now we got to get into this motherfucking movie. Uh, whoever wins, if you're new, whoever wins uh, to the victor, go to the spoils, of course. So whoever wins the showdown, the next episode, they get to pick a punishment movie uh, to make uh, to make us watch. Matt. He assured us he's uh, not going to watch it and he has not. He wants to have nothing to do with it. He gets to get out of it. It's like if you get in trouble at your, you know, friend's house, it's not like your friend's parents get to, you know, punish you. You just can go home and just, you know, wash your hands of the whole thing. And that's what he chose to do <laughs> as a coward. Uh, so I, I feel a- like I, I haven't I haven't said this out loud, mm-hmm. but like I feel like if you choose not to partake mm-hmm. in the punishment film, mm-hmm. It puts you farther down the rankings of getting a rematch. That's probably true because that's uh, again, it's just it's the coward's way out. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? You take your medicine. You got beef fair and square. You take your medicine. 
Um, I think also Matt might have might have uh, he was on our longest episode ever. So right. he, so he might he might get a, a get out of jail free card on that. Um, yeah, he was beaten down, broken, battered. He really was. Just I mean, couldn't he, even go again. He's he was in and out of the hospital. Um, anyway, uh, like I said, Steve decided we got to watch Dario Argento's 2012. Uh, I, I don't even know what to describe this as in terms of the, the, uh, larger Argento sphere. Um, the word that comes to my mind is abortion <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> called Dracula 3d. Uh, holy shit, Steve. What, what, first of all, what made you pick this? Beside, was there any reason besides the fact that you did just one with an Argento movie? I mean, it, it was nice that just everything fell into place. Yeah. So I stumbled. I've never seen this. I'd never seen this film uh, before, like two months ago. I was I was just kind of flipping through movies on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And this came up and I started watching it and I was like, this is fucking god awful. I couldn't believe it. I'd never seen it. I'd heard of it. I don't even think I realized it was an Argento film. Yeah. And I, I just put it in my back pocket. I, yeah. I stopped watching it. Yeah. I, I was probably, I was no more than 15 minutes in and I was like, this is fucking God awful. There's no way it gets better. I'm just going to put it in my back pocket. Mm-hmm. And then if you remember when we were deciding movies for the showdown, I, I flipped a coin between angst and opera. Yeah. And I just happened to come up opera. Mm-hmm. I actually think I would have lost with angst. So I'm, I I'm kinda, think you would have too. I, I don't yeah. think that. I don't know. I, I, just, I, I don't know Matt as well as you do, but I, I don't feel like he would have dug it. Yeah, it, it just it's not like it's it's everything that you it's everything you've chided me for opera being of like being arty and everything mm-hmm. like that. But also it is even less fun than opera so <laughs> it's west german i mean there's nothing less yeah. fun than west germany yeah so it, it yeah i don't think i would have won with that one mm. so but yeah i won with opera and i said well of course if i win with the best argento film then let's give them the worst <laughs> yeah it makes sense thematically speaking Th- this is the problem with this movie too or or one of the many problems with it is it lures you into a, a little bit of a false sense of security where you think like oh this might be a little bit okay um, mm-hmm. I posted something today cause I watch, I just watched this today and I posted, uh, first of all, it's got some cool posters out there. Yes. There's this poster that's got a cool picture of Rucker Hauer. You know how we, we both are fans of Rucker Hauer. Uh, Absolutely. so thought this was going to be cool. Had him on there. He was looking cool. I, Van Helsing, one of my all time favorite characters in, in horror. Um, so I'm like, God damn, a great actor playing one of my all-time favorite characters. This is going to be fucking great. No, dog shit. He's barely in it. Um, mm-hmm. And he is just phoning it the fuck in. Even him phoning it in is better than almost everybody else in the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing is like he's phoning it in, but still is better than everyone. Yeah, his so. minimum effort is 50 times better than max effort from Asia Argento. Um, <laughs> she is dog shit uh in this movie i i i need to tell the audience now okay like even if you don't want to watch the film like you have to fast forward 
to an hour and 15 minutes in this uh, film. Hour and 16 on my, I already, I knew what you were going to say and I already marked on myself. It's an hour and 16 on Tubi. Yeah. 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 When Van Helsing kills, like it's just the beginning of this. Uh, when Van Helsing kills Asia Argento's character. She plays Lucy. You know, this is yeah. like Lu- Lucy loosely based on, uh, 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 you know, obviously on Bram Stoker's Dracula, not loosely. It's it's just it is an interpretation, as all Dracula films are, really, mm-hmm. of, of course, Bram Stoker's Dracula. So Lucy that, you know, that character, that's who she plays. Right. Yeah. So she plays Lucy. She gets turned into a dang old vampire. She gets vamped up. Yep. Van Helsing ain't having none of that shit. He's killing all the vampires mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he kills her. And it is the funniest fucking face i watched it four or five times i don't know how do you leave that in there was that really the best take like it (laughs) It has to be it seems like (laughs) it really seems like a a big old goof-em-up yeah it's flabbergasted (laughs) like that they put this in the movie she's got fake vampire teeth in she does this silly mush mouth face and she's just like (laughs) like it's just mind-blowing that this ended up in the movie it, it rules so hard so I, I need you as an audience member to just go watch that you don't have to watch the whole film you can yeah. just listen to us talk about it if you want but you have to see the face she makes when she gets killed it's free on tubi <laughs> just go to just go to yeah like steve said go to hour 14 and watch the couple minutes mo- lead, leading up to it um you'll get the gist of how bad this movie sucks and how bad it looks and all that stuff and then you'll get this wild death scene there's like i would say one or two other scenes in this movie that are worth watching but if you go Mm -hmm. on youtube and just put like dracula 3 which there's not much about it to be honest with you which is weird um they'll probably talk about two things actually i didn't see much about that so that took me with quite a surprise and was i was like laughing and then bewildered then laughing again it was a roller coaster and then there's another scene which we'll talk about that involves a, a giant prey mantis which is again so bonkers and yeah. that one is the one that gets a lot of attention if you put in dracula 3d you know you'll get a lot of, i think i saw a headline that was like not even a giant prey giant prey mantis can save this piece of shit you know that type of stuff um, right so <laughs> yeah it's 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 baffling there's a lot of weird choices um and like you said it's an interpretation but it like how do you i don't know i don't i I, yeah i just don't know (laughs) wild decisions were made i i do like that this one starts out and uh you know like i said you get some like like i said there's cool people in it well Rugger Howard. And then it starts and they start talking about uh, Valpurgis night, which is like the night where witches do witch shit, basically. And then like even the first couple scenes, you get, like I said, some really quality big old boobies. Um, not to be mm-hmm. crass, but they are tremendous. Yeah, I mean, you you wind up focusing on it. And yeah. You can't help it. <laughs> you can't help it. Um, you get a good old, you know, uh, uh, roll in the hay scene. Um, and you get the other thing that got me all bricked up early was there's so many theremin. There's so much theremin in this soundtrack. There's so much. Ooh, ooh. Uh, and, and I love a theremin. 
<laughs> I'm a big theremin. I'm pro theremin from way back. And there's a bunch of theremin jams. Like he hired a theremin guy. That's how much theremin is in this movie. So I was like, hell yeah, a theremin. A thereminist, maybe I don't know, uh, but I was so I was like a, I was psyched up for this right off the bat. But again, it it lets you down big time. So yeah, I, I, I for me the very first red flag is the CGI opening of the CGI village. It is so terrible. There was a lot of movies in this time and in the decade even before this where people were so boned up about CGI where you would get an intro scene or you would get a credit scene where it was just like, let's throw a little CGI in there. Cause we got a CGI guy on the staff and we just kind of want to show him that we can do this shit. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I was hoping that was what was going to happen, but no, it, 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 you, you quickly realize there's going to be a lot of it in this thing. Yeah. There's a lot of CGI and it is all terrible and it, it's terrible to the point of not just being a detriment to what's actually CGI, but it's also a detriment to like other things that I wasn't sure if they were CGI or not, because if it's not CGI, it's a fucking high school play set. It is. So they're on. This is so strange because the first scene, like I said, where you get the, 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 the big old boobies we were talking about, it is a spooky, like salacious barn bang, uh, honest, fucking dark and stormy Valpurgis knock, uh, like I said, with some big boobs. And I'm like, hell yeah, dude. Like, I'm super on board. And then you never get anything cool ever again. You never, you get a couple of like, okay, fun kills and that they're stupid, but you never get anything atmospheric like that ever again. Mm -mm. It Mm -mm. is, it feels like, I mean, I feel like I've seen Hallmark Christmas movies that have more atmosphere than this, like, <laughs> which is so strange. And like, uh, here was my thought. I'll, I'll throw this out there because I want to keep it in, in um, like in, in mind throughout. Maybe you, you're probably more knowledgeable about like what might, um, you know, suggest this or what what might, you know, where this might come from. Argento's trademark aesthetic, like Argento is one of those filmmakers where it's like you turn a movie on, you start watching it, you're like, there's this looks like an Argento flick, right? Right. 70s, 80s Argento. Like that's where you're really seeing this. This doesn't feel even remotely like any other Argento film I've seen. Um, and it looks very everything is very bright. It feels like it's 3 p.m. in every scene. Yeah. Does that have something to do with the camera they use to make it? 3d like i don't know what 3d elements were there because i didn't Mm -hmm. watch you know i assume there was a few of them with cgi the fucking owl and that sort of stuff you're like obviously that was cg or i'm sorry that was 3d right yeah but like is that why everything didn't look even remotely argento ish i mean i know this is a newer movie but why did everything look so bright and just like it was shot in a public park in 3 p.m I don't know. And this is like the this is a more baffling thing to me as well, because I've obviously I've seen more Argento films Mm -hmm. and uh, so previous to this film, he had uh, Mother of Tears come out in 2007. Okay, And Mother of Tears was meant to be like the the completion to that uh, 
kind of the, the witch trilogy of Suspiria, Inferno, and then Mother of Tears. I've never seen Mother of Tears. I've seen the first two. It's the, it, it's not great. Yeah. And it, it, it suffers from a lot of the same problems. Hmm. Just something about the look. Something about the look of like yeah. filming Italian, uh, whatever they're doing with cameras at that time. They don't look great. They don't look great. And even the whole thing looks really low budget. And like there's a, a decent, especially early on, there's a few dis- decent, you know, kind of camera movements and stuff that are kind of cool, like basically leading up to when the CGI owl vampire jumps out, and attacks that woman. You're like, oh, there's a couple of cool little things going on, a couple of like shots from a distance, you know, but like the costumes even no, there's no care taken in this movie like i okay so yeah. this 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 is you know i'm right now i'm watching i often have a movie on in the background here so I'm, I'm watching evil dead 2 right in the background sure. right now you, you know this is the scene where the she drives up and there's the the redneck there in his truck or whatever everything looks lived in the redneck guy he's got oil all over his clothes he's got a five o'clock shadow mm-hmm. you know it, the the it, you know his truck's beat up it looks lived in Right. Nothing in this movie looks lived in. Not at all. Everything it all, it looks, all looks looks like a stage play. Like yeah, it look it looks like a pristine stage play. And this is the other thing that like here. So so the 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 mystery gets deeper. Hmm. Uh, the cinematographer on this film is Luciano Tavoli, and Tavoli was one of Argento's original cinematographers on. Uh, Suspiria and Tenabre. Yeah. So like this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. He knows everything that they're filming looks flat or looks blown out or looks like. So I, I, I don't I don't understand how so many, you know, second year filmmaker mistakes. Yeah. Get it, by in this film. You it's wonder crazy. if Argento just like slapped his name on it and almost like, you know, there was some ghost directing happening. So I don't know. But just the production value is so weak. There is a scene, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you noticed, too, where they're supposedly at a train station. And oh, God, it it's there is a train in the background and you can hardly recognize it as a train station because it just looks like they are at a train museum where where you're just like at a park and then there's a stationary like one or two train cars not even necessarily on a track just sitting there nothing about it seems like a train station there's no uh uh like i said there's no texture there's no lived in there's no activity happening there's like three people milling around a very obviously stationary train i don't even think the train's real yeah no that's what i'm saying it doesn't look at all <laughs> like a train i mean it doesn't yeah. look like it's moving it it it's it, 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 it's just looks like I, a really shitty built set it looks like a train you would build on a stage play i'm i'm, I'm i yeah. guess i'm you know sound like a broken record but it's really that bad and so much so that i think even they have like some steam or smoke happening and it's like cgi steam and smoke so i think i think what's real it's so it's hard to pinpoint but i think what's real in this scene because the cgi is so bad Mm -hmm. and like it sticks out but also everything like you're saying is like it's filmed bad so it's hard to tell what's you're real and not so but what i think is real is they have the the stairs that go up to the train 
and then they have that weird door which is like a door that also leads to a pub yeah and that's real the train itself actually doesn't exist oh the train yeah i'm pretty sure the train in the background are both like on the same layer of like being just painted in and then everything else is like soft masked out around it and then you have the cgi steam as well i think that little awning that uh jonathan has the interaction with the train guy yeah is real yeah and so that's what's real it's just like it is it's fucking baffling like why cgi smoke like I know this motherfucker has some fog machines. We know he's got some fog <laughs> machines. Like Dario Gento has a whole garage of fog machines. What what makes like was this a super rushed production? Uh, it's almost like they got themselves into a situation that you know, it, 2012, and and they had some production company or whatever working on that. They're just like, we're going to put a lot of this stuff in CGI. So this is going to make for a really quick and dirty shoot. Don't worry about making it look too good. We've got a CGI guy that's just going to blow your tits off and you're gonna, he's going to fix everything with all his cool computer tricks. And uh, Dara Gento went, okie dokie. And then they <laughs> and then they put it and then this is what happened. And it's like, yeah. what are you going to go back, reshoot stuff? Like, this is the best that, that they could do uh, after, yeah. you know, they just put, this is all speculation, but it just feels like they put too much faith in the cgi and then it really came back to bite him in the ass yeah and i mean again back to his previous film mother of tears it's it's also full of just like dog shit cgi Mm -hmm. like i feel like the i I don't know if maybe like argento was uh like sold a bill of goods maybe that's what i'm imagining yeah this is all speculation but yeah and like he just like he was only able to like secure uh so apparently the budget is like you know five and a half million euros so comparable to a sub 10 million dollar film i i would guess yeah uh you know you don't really recognize anybody in the film except for asia and rucker hauer Mm -hmm. uh this other guy thomas kretschman who plays dracula is a constant like just kind of act uh not extra but like just uh supporting guy uh, yeah supporting like not even a not even a second build guy no i i like i recognize his face but had no idea what his name was yeah he plays he plays like random soldiers and bad guys and like marvel villain shit like he was in one of the resident evil movies yeah he was in the Mm -hmm. freaking he always plays captain this major that like just yeah, he's a he- he's a hench he's yeah. a hench is what he is he's in the new gran turismo movie which i have not seen i have no intention of seeing but uh, it looks so unbelievably dog shit uh i don't know uh, this is complete side uh complete aside but i've seen a couple of the taglines and commercials for this movie and trailers like and mm-hmm. Kate and I have been together and we both busted out laughing at how stupid it, it looks. <laughs> David Harbour needs to really like get a better agent or something 
So nobody's checking his projects. He's, he's just he's just taking whatever. <laughs> yeah, someone needs to check in on your boy. I grew up with the Gran Turismo series, and I'm a huge fan of the Gran Turismo series. And I have literally not for one second even considered watching this movie. Same. So, that's an aside, but yeah, not a lot of big name people. Fairly low budget. I get all that, but it's just like. You've got Argento, who's got so, I mean, so much atmosphere. Like when I think about Dario Argento movies, I think of really fantastic visuals, really fantastic atmospheric things with the score and, and, and the way it's shot and the production and all that. This lacks all of those things. There is this graveyard scene, which a Dracula movie in a graveyard, you know what to do. Everyone, yeah. everyone understands the assignment there, right? Nope. It looks like trash. It looks like <laughs> it, it looks like, uh, when, you know, when I used to work at like uh, haunted houses at like Cedar Point, like that's what it looks like they were at. Um, and there's even some pretty cool practical effects in that scene, too. Uh, it, it looks like somebody's Halloween yard is yeah. what it is, because they have they have like a big, giant singular light that's mm -hmm. like lighting the entire thing mm -hmm. you know so like everything on that light is blown the fuck out but then it kind of does dissipate across but yeah it looks like somebody's halloween graveyard scene in their yard yeah it's it's insane yeah there, there's a cool ear bite there's like a head chop somebody gets their head chopped in half with an axe you get the trademark mm -hmm. you know bright well, it's, a, it's a shovel it's a shovel that splits a head so like yeah so like everything everything like that is good so whoever dario knew from that who did the practical special effects that's all good mm -hmm. everything that's cgi is abysmal yeah yeah they they do the scene right after that where they, they meet dracula for the first time and it is so poorly lit and it, it just has no atmosphere at all they might as well be walking into a courtyard by marriott to do a job interview you know it's just no <laughs> atmosphere at all yeah for a movie about vampires it just yeah it, it just it feels more like a hallmark romance than it does a fucking vampire movie yeah so so the guy who plays dracula thomas kretschmann he was in the stendhal syndrome as well mm -hmm. um so I don't, I guess Dario thought it was a good idea to cast somebody who looks like any Republican. Well, but like, <laughs> yeah. he looks like a, 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 a nameless. I just watched a couple of the uh, Purge movies uh, in the last couple yeah. of days. A couple of the Purge sequels I've been watching, watching through that franchise. I've only ever saw the first one. And yeah. he looks like one of the, you know, nameless rich people, bad guys in one of the Purge yeah. movies that are like paying yeah. for to kill people. That's what yeah. he looks like. And, and it's not even any fault of his own. It's not like he's that bad. He just was horribly miscast. Yeah, he's horribly miscast. Like, the one thing is, when you make a Dracula movie, mm -hmm. Dracula is your main guy. Yeah. So, like, you have to cast for Dracula. Like, even Renfield is a movie about Renfield and mm -hmm. Nicholas Holt, but they cast a Dracula, which is fucking nick cage nick cage Somebody, is a perfect dracula <laughs> you have to have someone who commands the eye nicholas yeah. cage is a great example nicholas cage should read the phone book and you're going to be fucking riveted yeah um you know even like bela lugosi which you know maybe some people call sacrilege but like he's not the greatest actor in the world like bela lugosi is not boris karloff bela lugosi is no. not 
uh, Lon Chaney, certainly. He's not even Lon Chaney Jr. Like, I love David yeah, Lugosi. He's not a great actor, but he's yeah, got he's not that Lon Chaney, yeah. but he, he got it. He has it. He, he got has the what you need. look. He's got the X factor. He When he's making that face, you're, all eyes are on him. Right. Mm-hmm. He has gravitas in his performance. Um, this guy just doesn't. He's major this corporal is- fucking private whatever. That's his yeah. shtick. That's his bag. Yeah, he's he's a fucking he's a he's a Gulf War veteran who became a hedge fund manager. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. that's <laughs> You know what he would play pretty well though is like if they did a remake of like uh 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 oh what the fuck was that uh that golf movie with uh, where where Will Smith is the magical black guy. Um, Bagger Vance. Yeah, the legend of Bagger Vance. I could imagine him being like the dad of the main character in the legend of Bagger Vance. Sure, sure. He could also just whatever, play like whatever white people are. Just have yeah. him in there. He's gonna he's gonna fit perfect. He's gonna be well cast in something like that. Yeah, he could maybe do like Shooter McGavin in a Happy Gilmore remake. No, he's not you funny know? enough. Nope. See, you already what? fucked up. Give him a smaller Oops. role. Make smaller him role. happy. Make him happy gilmore's golf coach that has two lines before he meets chubbs you know oh Um, something like that (laughs) and anyway um so maybe maybe one of the suits in the pga yeah tour like the guy who runs the pga and he's like well yes you know we, we happy is bringing in money for us so we're gonna let him he plays that guy in the remake happy gilmore the guy that's like tells shooter mcgavin well we got a whole new demographic coming in here you know so i'm a businessman (laughs) he's the guy who don draper is pitching something to yeah um but in any case we've already spent too much time on this fucking guy um just he's not dracula he's not here's what he ain't dracula dracula um ain't no damn dracula i ever seen (laughs) ain't no dracula hey my dracula um (laughs) <laughs> let's go bella <laughs> <laughs> we're just getting a whole sub this is just a whole now uh pitch for a movie where we've got like like maga horror fans that are like really Great. yeah this ain't my dracula um Not my dracula that's a shirt by the way that ain't, this ain't my dra- <laughs> that ain't my dracula um anyway uh you know you get jonathan who's like the kind of you know foppish um kind of pseudo protagonist but then not really that's the other thing that's weird about this it really jumps around to like who are you supposed to care for care about and follow and be the you know kind of eyes and ears of the audience you know you don't really have like a you have a couple of different protagonists that kind of bebop around different storylines yeah yeah i mean you don't yeah you never get the cement to one um and it, it it is weird like this almost feels like i don't know do you remember the Marvel comic series What If? Mm-mm, no. Okay, so like Marvel has What If and DC has Elseworlds. And it's basically where they'll take an origin story or like, you know, just another, you know, pivotal moment and they'll retell that story in a what if it happened this way. Oh, okay. It's kind of fun. And that's what this movie feels like. It feels like what if it happened this way that Jonathan Harker is goes to a village that Lucy already lives in and it's plagued by Dracula and then they all get turned to vampires and Mina Harker shows up mm-hmm. you know like yeah it feels like it just feels like this it's familiar but like 
also everything's told a little bit differently. Yeah, all the the dynamics between all the characters are are are, are quite different than any other interpretation that I've seen. And then you have like Tanya, who like, and it's been a while since I read the novel, um, but you know there is definitely more in the novel about like Dracula's brides and stuff, mm-hmm. whereas in the you know what is it thirty. 31 Dracula um with with Bela Lugosi there is um you know they're they're you get like two scenes maybe <laughs> you see a couple of them and he's like be gone you know kind of thing he's mine get scat. <laughs> yeah and they're like you know and then that's like it that's pretty much you just know that they're there and they're a threat but they're very much his underlings and this one Tanya who is uh you know the 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 the, the two of the D's and three in dracula 3d she mm-hmm. um uh she she's actually not that bad she does a better job than most no. in terms of her performance um and she, she is does like, also make a funny face when she dies though. she but. does but it's so it just is buried compared to asia argentas but um she uh yeah she gets stabbed again she's topless like the whole movie like she actually is one of the better performers in this and pretty much they just have her there to show her boobs most of the time. Um, and, but she does give have a cool death where she gets stabbed, uh, in the chest, you know, with her boobs out, uh, by a giant, um, uh, a fucking, uh, cross, which was kind of cool. Um, but so uh, when Tanya starts in on the guy who plays Jonathan, the foppish guy, uh, for the second time, um, like Dracula rolls in and he's like super emo about the whole thing. And it yeah. just, it, it just feels like this weird, like Jerry Springer ish thing. Like that's my, that ain't my baby. <laughs> like it's not even, it, it's like, it's not, he's not intimidating and it doesn't ever feel like he's really in, in charge. Like in all Dracula no. movies, like Dracula runs the fucking show. He's been around, you know what I mean? Like he comes in and everyone bends to his whim it doesn't feel like that until later when he starts going John wick on people, you yeah, don't really yeah. ever feel like he's that huge of a threat, which uh, I understand that like in the first movie, it's like, or I mean, even in the, the dramatization, he's more like a, uh, it's, it's, it's slightly Nosferatu. not, not in the look and stuff, but it's more like, Oh, he's like this creature of the night that's like slinking around in the darkness and doing, you know, doing sneaky shit. Mm-hmm. Whereas in some of the, you know, uh, film adaptations, it's more like he's this handsome fucking, you know, all this stuff. Um, so I get it. Maybe they thought that they were going more towards that, but it, it just yeah. feels like it doesn't do either. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's one. It's because the the actor is the actor is handsome. Like, Oh, he's a very good looking uh, guy. He's blandly yeah. handsome, but he's a good looking guy. But that, but that's the thing. They don't ugly him up. So yeah. like what you're talking about is like Nosferatu and even Klaus Kinski's performance in Herzog's Dracula. Oh, that's great. Like, yeah. Kinski's performance is that weird creeper. He's like that, a fucking half rat, half bat, half, you know, yeah. uh, man. And that's just, three halves, by the way, if you guys are following along at home. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, he like he's always like, you know, curled up and, yeah, 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 and yeah. like, you know, wandering around and like he, he's he even still, he still feels more in charge. Mm-hmm. But like this one, it feels like just a real 
he's a real beta Dracula. He's Hallmark Drac. He's Hallmark Dracula. Yeah, because he's because yeah. you know he gets upset at Tanya, and then like his other big thing is he's, just he's Cuckula. <laughs> yeah, Cuckula. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That was not worth interrupting. <laughs> his his other big thing is like just transforming into animals and following people. Mm-hmm. Like he's not you know like he he spends times as bugs and rats <laughs> just spying on people. Yeah, and it's like yeah, I'm finding out all the dirt on you. Yeah, I hear you talking shit on me, <laughs> you bitch. Well, then he's like an owl. Of course, you know the owl, which the owl has some like mystical, you know, cer- certainly a lot of mystical um, uh, uh, um, ties, um, mm-hmm. and you know, definitely wolf. That's a very common when you see the bat. Does he turn into a bat in this one? I don't really. Th- I think a bat's the one thing he doesn't turn into. I was going to say I don't think he's a bat in this one. That one is obviously very yeah. traditional. Um, but in then in this one, he turns into a not a regular praying mantis, a fucking giant Duke Nukem fucking praying mantis. <laughs> That's the craziest thing of yeah. like because even before then, all the other animals were like of the animal size. Yeah, like. He's a rat that's a normal rat size. He's like three cockroaches that are all cockroach size. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, he decides, I'm going to be, oh, hey, everybody, I've been playing Fallout 3. <laughs> Check this out. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, it just reminds me. It's like uh, uh, all of a sudden you're in Unreal Tournament or something. Like yeah. he just comes, he just, you're in Time Killers or whatever that fucking arcade game is. <laughs> there was a giant mantis in Time Killers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just pops up and he is a giant CGI mantis that uh, just sticks his fucking mantis claw through someone's chest. And then I thought he was eating his head off, which would have been cool. But then they cut to the victim uh, who is the one, you know, dad or whatever. And then his head's there. So I was like, wait, did I miss that? But it's it, it, it's it doesn't make any difference it it could have happened or not happened it's asinine um yeah. but it just it just adds to the weirdness of and not intriguing weirdness just like fractured stupidity of this interpretation of dracula yeah it's like why why did you think that was a good idea yeah <laughs> um can we talk real quick about how asia argento stinks on ice She's so bad at acting. <laughs> I I need to ask something very specific. And it yeah. starts with like the first scene we're introduced to her character. Mm-hmm. She's um she's giving a piano lesson to a local village girl. Yeah. And in this scene, it sounds like she's dubbed, and it sounds like the person who's doing her dub is a guy doing a lady voice. Oh, I did not notice this. I Every time she was on screen, I checked out. Yeah. I mean, she, I think a lot of her scenes is like her natural voice. Yeah. But there's a couple scenes where she gets dubbed over and I swear to God, it's a guy doing a lady voice. Oh, and I it, need to go back and watch it then. It makes me laugh. That would be hilarious. And I completely missed it. She does. She has a, a deeper voice. Right. Um, And she obviously has the accent, but like she... I don't know if it's an acting choice, if it's just her. I haven't seen her act. I haven't seen her in enough things to to mm-hmm. ever to, to know this. But she feels like she's playing everything like almost in this like, I don't I don't know if this is a directorial thing, but it feels like she's just 
doing this like soap opera mel- melodrama way of acting where she's like again just putting like melodramatic inflections on everything not not like not like the aunt at the beginning of sleepaway camp not like that but just right. like it's just it's not like stage performancey it's just like i don't know it, it it's if it, this is going to be so specific and stupid but for some reason the combination of the lighting the weird production and the weird v- delivery of of the performers do you remember the show on MTV called Undressed? You remember the oh. MTV Undressed? It was just like basically like super soft core porn that happened oh, that they okay, just put yeah. on at like midnight on MTV yeah, for you just yeah, to like yeah. teenagers to yeah, crank yeah. to before the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, it just reminded me when she was talking of an episode of of Undressed. There was so much like gratuitous. Listen, she's she's an attractive woman. Uh, uh, you know, um, do what you want, but like, she is. Or if you, you don't have to be attractive to take your clothes off the movie. I'm not, that's not what I mean. But like, <laughs> she is. Her nudity seems displaced, and just gratuitous. And listen, this is from a person who listen. I love nudity, but I think it's. You know, when I'm going to a slasher movie or something like that, I'm like, yeah, let's have some freaking boobies. You know, I don't give a shit. That's great. But right. she is just like, it's the, that whole bathing scene. It's it's pointless. It, there's no reason for her to be naked. There's no the, the part of the reason why there's like nudity in slasher movies and stuff like that is because there's that inherent vulnerability that happens when you have no clothes on. Right. Um, so now all of a sudden you're like, fuck now, wait. I'm even less likely to run away because I don't know if it's a real threat or if it's just someone. And if it's just someone, I don't want to be caught with my clothes off kind of thing. So there's no one. Nobody see my beef. Yeah. So this is a totally like inherent, like there's an inherent vulnerability to being naked. This is not that this is just her Mm. and her like, um, I don't know. Is it her servant or whatever? I forget. I thought it was Mina. I thought it was Mina. Oh, it's her sister. Yeah. Yeah. It's her sister. Yeah. Um, And and they're they're in there and she's like bathing her for some reason in like a a big, you know, old timey bathtub. It's just a big old pot of butt water. And she's in there (laughs) and she's just like, there's no reason for her to be naked. And she's obviously I don't want this to feel the sound the wrong way because I don't mean it like this, but it's just a juxt this weird juxtaposition where during certain parts of the scene, she's feeling herself. You could tell she's just like, look at my look at my sick bod, you know, look at my big boobies. And then the next scene and she's really like strutting it. And then the next scene, there's like this this faux modesty where she's like covering herself up and looking vulnerable all within the same scene. And it's just like, it's just all over the place. Yeah. And and the scene. The scene only serves one purpose to reveal to Mina that she had been bitten. Yes, but by at the you, back of the leg, which you don't have to be naked to see that. And also, you, I believe she's already been bitten on the neck before that. So, like, you don't you don't need that. Oh, like she, was she bitten on the neck at that point? I'm pretty I th- I'm pretty sure I thought she had been already bitten on the neck and her father had already discovered no, because that's that's there was that scene where the father's like, let me see, let me see. And mm-hmm. and she's like, I got to see. And he pulls away and there's and he there's nothing there. And then mm. she's like. What are you looking for? You know, kind of. Thing. Oh, OK, yeah, you're right. You're and right. And then yeah. the whole idea is he didn't see it. 
And then because this it was is on the, the back scene the to leg. show that she actually had been bitten, but it was because it was on the back of the leg. And she tells her sister it's insect bites. And her sister's yeah. like, oh, I'm a dummy. I'm a dumb idiot. So, yeah, I'll believe that. Yeah. It, yeah. But, yeah, it, it that's the only thing it serves is to reveal that. But, like, yeah, you don't have to be standing up naked in a bathtub to reveal that. No, it and just you don't have and you don't have to film her naked to do that. It just yeah, it, it feels cheap, but also like she just does cheap nudity a lot of the time. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. There there's again, I, I I'm not I don't even mind that. It's just this movie is trying to be isn't trying to be that I I just the t- the tone of this movie is just all over the fucking place. And mm-hmm. and oh, above all else. It, perf- it it commits the most fucking egregious of sins is that it's fucking boring. Like yes. huge stretches of it are so boring. Like at, at one point I was like, how the fuck is there like 48 minutes left in this movie? And then I was like, how the fuck is there 30 minutes left in this movie? How the fuck is there 20 minutes left in this movie? It just dragged on and on. There is really, honestly, probably an hour max of really content that needs to be there <laughs> mm-hmm. and then and everything else just padded out yeah everything is just padded out and it, it, it like compare to dracula 31 mm. everybody is already kind of in place and interacting so like van helsing lucy mina jonathan and uh lucy's father mm-hmm. are all like kind of in the same place at the same time they're all interacting with each other so a lot of the things that don't get cleared up in this film right away get cleared up in that film because like the, everybody's talking and mm-hmm. around each other. This yeah. takes all of those interactions and breaks them down into scenes between one and two characters. Yeah. And just drags everything so out. So much fucking dialogue. And if the 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 interaction that Dracula has with people just it doesn't move the story along enough where like all the exposition just drags it down so much and then when dracula's on screen you don't fucking even care you know Mm -hmm. because you got the fucking lesser known teacher from hogwarts playing fucking dracula (laughs) um yeah it's just there's so much so much dialogue that just doesn't need to be there and it's like trying to be dramatic it's not nobody cares it doesn't pull the story it doesn't carry the story at all yeah and then they introduce like this whole other subplot of like dracula has like this cadre of villains underneath him yeah. of renfield and this other guy zorin yeah and Ren- they're, renfield they're- is actually one of the own actually these two characters are like two of the more entertaining ones in the movie the Renfield, the way he delivers lines is fucking nuts. It's like bonkers, he, but like it's Renfield. You're supposed to be wacky, wacky poo brain. But yeah, yeah it, I, I, I don't think I like it. But also at the same time, like just the way he because it sounds like he's slurring sort of and like he's he feels <laughs> half drunk a lot of the time. And yeah, he just bursts into scenes and then just like spews his lines. He does. He's always like, like half he, screaming. Yeah. And so stumbling I, you, about. He's just like chaotic. <laughs> cha- yeah. Chaotic Cranfield. He, he feels he feels less mentally ill and broken. 
and more just like the yelling town drunk (laughs) physically sick with with, uh alcoholism yeah yeah so but and then zorin he's all right like he's just he's just a hench guy he's fine yeah yeah and then you've got and then you've got the fucking who's the military guy is that who um the guy with the fucking fancy mustache i don't uh i don't know He's kind of like the 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 underling that's kind of overseeing, you know, that's kind of, uh, um, you know, the the other assorted unsavory people in town are kind of, um, you know, uh, under him almost. But he gets the uh, uh, Dario Argento, you know, trying to indulge his things happening inside the mouth when you're dying. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Where he gets this like he, you know, Dracula. Uh, telepathically makes him shoot himself and he does the it's like in slow motion and you get the like bullet going through the up through Through the jaw it makes him like open his mouth so you can see it and it's just like i don't know i i I just kept in my notes i called him sergeant luigi mario yeah but i don't remember what his mustache is i can't remember his name either yeah but yeah he i have uh because this scene we're talking about in which he does this is like a meeting of the minds of mm-hmm. like all the town. I don't know. not I guess town leaders, but like this guy is kind of the, he's the police force. And then mm-hmm. Zorin is just like a big guy around town. Mm-hmm. And then you have like an innkeeper, just like, you know, basically the business owners. And they're all like, we got to do something about Dracula. Yeah. And then like, we don't know if we can do something about Dracula. Dracula. We have a thing with Dracula. And then Dracula yeah, they have like shows an agreement up at, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then Dracula shows up as a bunch of flies. <laughs> yeah. CGI <laughs> flies. And I was like, yeah. even so I get it. You got to make it CGI when he all the flies come together and turn into a body like you can't do that practically. I understand. Right. But like even when there's just like flies on the window, like, yeah, 10 years ago or no, gosh, it was made more than 10 years ago when it was 87. So, it was, you know, 20 some years ago, like you could have you had 9,000 crows on set, but you, you couldn't get a fly guy to like put some flies right. on the window. You had to use CGI well, flies. Well, even at the end of opera, he had yeah. a fly on a leash. Yeah. You know, that he was filming. No, <laughs> so, just like, get, can't, can't just get flies. Like what's cheaper than flies, but no, no, no. Flies. How, how do they get real wolves? Cause there's a bunch of real dogs running around all over the set. There is, but, they but can't then get some flies. of them are CGI. Actually, one of the more imp- not not impressive at all, but a couple of the like <laughs> reasonably convincing CGI uh, models in this movie were when they had the CGI wolves. But mm. then there are some real wolves too. But yeah, and then there's then there's also the model where it goes the wolf attacks Parker, and then it turns into Dracula. And I was like, oh, that turned into a castlevania cutscene real quick <laughs> yeah oh boy and it, it was fucking bad it was fucking yeah. bad but yeah so dracula shows up during this meeting and then like he's just like are you with me or are you against me and then you know he decides to kill everybody because zorin's been t- tipping him off obviously mm-hmm. and you know he kills everybody and like this is like the one good scene because aside from the flies everything else is pretty much practical uh, swats yeah. a guy's head off like which is hilarious like yeah. just the edit on it is head hilarious because it, it's a hard cut yeah flap <laughs> he just yeah it might as well have like had a little batman bubble come up and said flap or boink yeah. or 
yeah something. and then the way the way the guy screams right beforehand it's like, <laughs> like i was surprised it wasn't a wilhelm scream yeah head comes off <laughs> thwap knocks his head off doesn't cut yeah. it off he does slice a guy's uh you know jugular with his uh vampy claws but yeah mm-hmm. he turns into john wick for a second um john wick meets darth vader because then he makes uh sergeant luigi mario shoot himself um yeah. it's just it's not what he's been up to this point he's been like no. sneaky dracula now he's yeah. john john wick dracula all of a sudden yeah now he's super violent everybody's made me so mad although it's not the first time he displayed his jedi powers yeah because he did do that earlier when tanya was trying to drink uh jonathan harker and he threw her naked ass across a room yeah he did he launched her he used straight up force powers on her yeah he's like be gone yeah (laughs) don't touch this um now i wrote at this point one hour and 12 minutes in rucker hauer finally shows up fuck off <laughs> that was my note he, show, he shows up after like the pr- the guy who plays the priest is also terrible <laughs> okay that just had to be somebody's buddy right had he didn't even feel like an actor no he was when he delivered the one line i didn't write it down i'm trying to remember it it was something like uh, get out of here i don't want to have anything to do with all this dracula talk and rucker howard's like sorry for uh, interrupting you or whatever and he goes to walk away and he's like you don't know what it's like it's Dracula he's the worst like he just like <laughs> he's so the one thing he is he does well is sweat he's yeah. so sweaty he's so sweaty yeah. it, it was I think it, I think it's maybe his first appearance when Mina is like coming back from the woods or whatever and Lucy's died and like she's everybody's gathered outside oh, of the like mourning kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Everybody's outside mourning and Mina comes up and she's like, what, what, what's happening? And he goes, it's just the way he delivers it is just like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's Lucy. Yeah. Dun, dun, <laughs> it's like, dun. Just the way he's just the way he says it. It doesn't make sense as a sentence because all the intonations are up and down. And it's like, what's Lucy? I what? what he has never <laughs> he been on camera Lucy? <laughs> yeah. yeah he's never been on camera yeah i know what you're talking about he's like it's lucy it's like wait are you talking to somebody who's behind me or are you saying lucy has died like it's yeah. unclear in the way you've delivered it but it, it feels like almost like he's announcing mina as lucy like yeah. she comes up and he goes it's lucy like, yeah, yeah as it, it's like here she is it's like no no that lucy's inside you got to tell her i'm sorry about lucy <laughs> he's never been on camera he's only ever acted on stage like it just he it just feels like such a favor that he was yeah. given this role he's like he's like maybe like uh just kind of like a goofy comedian that's always like falling on his ass in italian tv shows yeah. And then they're like, hey, it'd be funny to have him in. He'll be he kind of recognizable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's the equivalent of like a, a I'm trying to think of some mid-level. Uh, I was going to say a David Hasselhoff, but that would be way too big in, mm-hmm. uh, in the U.S. But yeah, he he's kind of like, a you know, it's like if you plugged, um, you know, Drew Carey into a fucking <laughs> you know, like, oh, OK, you know, he, he's not really an actor. He's more of a comedian. OK. Yeah. And we finally get you know, Rucker Howard at this point. And then I'm, I start paying a little bit more attention for a little while. 
Um, but shortly thereafter, we get the scene that we mentioned, you know, with uh, with Lucy dying, you know, and, and, and so first of all, her sister comes in and like Lucy's alive again. And then Van Helsing comes in with at this point, you really you're Van Helsing, but you only have two s- sticks to make a cross out of like you got to have something else. You're a goddamn vampire hunter. Like that's the one <laughs> thing you got to have. It's your deal. <laughs> yeah. And then Asia Cento, even before the unbelievably stupid face that she makes, she does this growl that is, it's just like, it reminds me of like something I would do when I'm like playing with my kids. You know what I mean? Not like, right. a, 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 it's just so strange that they kept it in there. It's, be, it's and, th- and then we didn't mention right after that, she gets uh, said, she, she gets, shot van helsing shoots her she bursts into flames and it's like really bad like it's like sci-fi channel original level fire cgi and she burns Mm -hmm. into a little fucking pile of embers um and but before she does she does the growl she does the dumb face and then she runs at him like napoleon dynamite runs off the (laughs) stage after he does his dance number (laughs) (laughs) It's just a, such a combination of strange movements where you're just like, oh, she has never acted in any physical way before. Right. So she doesn't Ex- know how to act. She doesn't know how to use her body for acting. Except for she totally has. It's it's the most baffling thing yeah. that she, for all the movies she gets to do, she never figures out how to do movies. Like she yeah. doesn't get better at acting. She's just terrible. Yeah. Um, she's in... 2002's triple x with vin diesel and that was the first time american audiences i think really had to suffer through like what she gets up to <sighs> as far as like dog doo-doo acting that was yeah. the first time and that was pretty much the last time american audiences she got a she got a role in land of the dead yeah um but that's just because romero and uh, you know dario are so close yeah other than that, I don't think I don't think American audiences had to put up with her. It's a you know I think the only people like when you Google her now, the only thing comes up is she was married to Anthony Bourdain. Like yeah. that's that's pretty much the only reason I think anybody knows who she is at at this point. Um, yeah. But boy, she's she's bad. She's a bad performer. And, and at this point, there's fucking thirty minutes left, <laughs> and I'm just like, how is this? Like Lucy's dead fucking van helsing show up i know we still have to kill dracula i get it but um wait how did no i'm getting two things mixed up how did he kill lucy did he just stab her with a fucking no he set her on fire he just set her on fire that's right yeah yeah because later when he kills dracula and there's no spoiler to be had he, he obviously kills dracula he kills him with what he describes as a garlic bullet. Yeah. And it's actually he, Mina who pulls the trigger. Yeah. He, oh, that's true. But he gets, she, they shoot him with a garlic bullet, which I didn't know was a thing. You know, a silver bullet for, for werewolves. And sometimes you'll see silver bullets make their way into the vampire lore. But a garlic bullet. Yeah. Do you think <laughs> that they like cooked it with garlic it's, or did they fill it with garlic? Is it a confit situation? 
how do you achieve a garlic bullet? I mean, I would probably go with a confit situation. And then, like, also, when you clean your gun, you oil it, right? So, like, there's a lot of garlic oil in there. Mm -hmm. Um, This is the most Italian way to kill something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. With a garlic bullet. I would imagine probably most crimes in Italy are done with garlic bullets. Yeah. (laughs) Just can't help it. (laughs) Yeah, just all bullets. All bullets are garlic bullets in Italy. Yeah, I mean, we've talked enough about the dialogue just being trash, but like this is the point where I'm just like, I just wrote, okay, 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 <laughs> okay, praying okay, Mant- I get it already. <laughs> pra- praying Mantis comes up the stairs and kills the dad. Dracula can do that, question mark, because it's like an eight foot tall praying mantis. Yeah. Yeah, again, everything he else he's been so far is of the normal size. Mm-hmm. If he's a cloud of flies, all the flies are the fly size. Yeah, he's not a giant fly. Uh, he's not <laughs> Brundle fly. He's just yeah. a fucking regular bunch of flies. This is, he's an eight foot tall, bright green, fast moving giant. And the way they shoot the scene, you, you almost have to, you almost have to see it to believe it. Not that it's impressive. It's just that, why have they done it? Yeah. Why, if you don't, I, I thought of that meme where he's like, where the like British kid is like talking, and then all of a sudden a fist just comes in and goes, just punches him in the face. He's like, I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> like, I just, I just, that's what I thought of. I felt like I was punched in the face, and I just was like, I can't believe you've done this. It's which like, is which is the same thing for Lucy's father. Yeah, just getting stabbed through the guts. I can't believe you've done this to I me. I can't believe you've done this. Um, because it's shot from the so Lucy's father is sitting, kind of sitting guard, if you will, uh, 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 like at the end of the hallway on a chair. And at the opposite end of the hallway, there's a staircase that's ascending up from from you know downstairs. And all of a sudden, you just are seeing the staircase and you hear something coming up the staircase. And you quickly see that it's an eight foot tall, bright green CGI prey mantis. It scuttles over, sticks its claw through his chest, which I didn't rewind this part, but was was the prey mantis arm stamped, stabbed through the chest practical? Like when yeah. they cut to the stab. Yeah. So so there's two practical praying mantis arms. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. one arm goes around the back of the father's neck and holds right. him. And then there is the, the one that goes through his chest is practical as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like the, it's almost like the praying mantis was like. My name, is, my name is Diego Montoya. You killed my father. <laughs> Prepare to die. I was just like. Who thought that was a good idea? Who yeah, greenlit yeah. that? Um, but also, but you know, it has to be Argento's fault because the existence of practical arms means he knew it was going to be a mantis all the time. Yes, it wasn't just somebody who surprised him later with like, "This is what I come up with." You like? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like, uh, "Well, we use it a wolf, we use it a flies, we yeah. use it a owl." What do we got left? Like <laughs> what he, left? He, this was. In the script, this was Dude, this was from the beginning. Is his only reference for praying mantises like from kaiju films? Maybe and, he <laughs> thinks they're all that big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In yeah. his mind, that was a baby. 
Right. <laughs> like he's never seen an actual praying mantis in his life. That so is, his only yeah. reference is like a couple of films from the 50s. <laughs> that is. Yeah. He thinks like he's only ever seen them as well. So like he thinks. Right. Ants are enormous. Like, yeah, he thinks. Yeah, that, that that's a good point. Maybe that's the case. Um, I can only imagine maybe he just was like had a stroke while he was writing this film. Like I, I, I can't imagine an, another rationale. You, I, I can't either. I, yeah. He just ran, he just ran out of animals and like, he only, he only knows like 10 animals. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Oh man. It's just like, he, could, he just didn't have it, one big enough. <laughs> if it was a spider, that would have made more sense. Yeah. If it was a bear, Anything, if anything, but a praying mantis. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't, I don't know. It was a bold decision. I, I'll tell you, it was one of the more entertaining parts of the movie, which is not saying much, but we, yeah, they, yeah, just you're, you're fucking, you're, re- you're really just fighting sleep mm-hmm. to to see these small bright spots of you know Dracula killing the Enclave, uh, Asia Argento's goof face. Mm-hmm. Big boobs and then a praying mantis. There's yeah. four things, four things, and then like an hour and you know, 45 minutes of other stuff. Yeah. Even like when Dracula died, like when Van or Lucy, I guess, not Lucy, uh, uh, Lucy's sister, whatever the hell her name is, Mina. Mina, she shoots Dracula. You just, you don't even care at all. No. Like he takes, he takes so long to die. Oh man. It's literally just just him laying down. I'm trying to think of like the film, but like, it's like somebody who's dying and they're just like gingerly laying down as they die. Yeah. It feels like a trope. Yeah. Where it's just like uh, 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 taking forever (laughs) to die. It's just, yeah, boy. And then after, Oh, Oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. It's, it's Paul Rubens when he dies in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And his long-ass death scene. But it's that's played what, for laughs. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. played for laughs. This is just him just really going, ah, uh, <laughs> Ooh, God, like, it's too, it's too spicy. Uh. Right in the heart, gives me the reflux. <laughs> yeah, it's just, and then the balls of this movie to after it just drags everything out forever and ever and ever, you're so bored. You just want it to end. Then it has the balls to like kind of end abruptly mm-hmm. uh, after Dracula's dead. And you're like, you know, you almost like feel the, the sweet, sweet release of death that is just like I'm I'm accepting it. And it's over in the credits roll. But it just is weird because everything else was so drawn out. You just expected that it was going to be drawn out for 10 more minutes. Yeah, but yeah, and then it just ends abruptly, but also ends with, oh, Dracula is not actually dead. He's a wolf cloud now. Yeah. And like that was the that I that might have been like the only thing I could point out that was actually a 3D element because the wolf cloud comes at the camera. Yeah. Everything else. Nothing else looks like it's filmed for 3D. That that was the other thing I was confused about. And I don't I don't have, you know, much experience, but usually you can kind of see when things are going to be 3D a little bit. Right. Um, I I assumed the owl earlier. Yeah, on. The, the owl. Yeah. Yeah. You're right about um, that, too. But like, I really didn't notice anything else that jumped out as like, that's definitely 3D. 
Yeah. And the, the like maybe the boobs, be- maybe the boobs were 3D. Mm, 3D boobs. Could be. Could be that. Could be the 3D boobs. <laughs> I don't know how uh Glenn Danzig hasn't had some 3D boobs in any of his movies yet. Seems surprising. I, well, it's because 3D's passé now. So he That's just true. does boobs. Yeah. Glenn Danzig doesn't play by the rules. Nobody tells Glenn Danzig what's passé. <laughs> maybe his new film it'll eventually get released. We'll see it. it I, uh, is, is that the is that the Western one or did that come out? The Western werewolf one? Yeah. Yeah. I think like I think he's been screening it at festivals, but I don't think it's come out. Yeah. I in a, in a meaningful stills. way yet. Yeah. Yeah. He's so it's, in it's, it. See, he seems mm-hmm. like he's in it a decent amount, which yeah. makes me want to definitely see it. Makes me so excited. <laughs> <laughs> like for all of the things that Veronica was, it wasn't mm-hmm. boring mostly. There's a lot of I mean the last the the last third of that vampire story was fucking boring. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, there's there's a lot of boobs in that. If and, I had to watch Dracula 3D again yeah. or Veronica, yeah. I'd watch Veronica again. Yeah. Yeah. It's dog shit, but I think yeah. I'd watch for Veronica is genuinely one of the worst movies I've ever seen, but mm-hmm. at least it wasn't boring. It could right. be terrible. As long as it's not, that is the cardinal sin. It can't mm-hmm. be boring. Can't be boring. And like yeah. this, this movie's boring and like everything is shot flat. You don't get any cool Argento POV setups. There's no cool camera rig setups that you can, you know, glean from. You're right. never like in the POV of the fucking giant mantis that just flies around the village or anything. It's no, just. Uh, in the first 10 minutes, there's a couple of scenes where you're like kind of in like a weird stalking position, like out in the woods and stuff. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. OK, yeah, this might be. Right. No, you don't get any more of it. It, it just no. that's it. No, it, I think it was like probably the most, you know, elaborate setup they had, because I think you're following Tanya and I, I'm probably I may or may not be wrong about this, but I think it's like the camera is on a dolly and. The light is also on the dolly because the light remains on her face as she moves through the woods and everything else is kind of black around her. So mm-hmm. like they're not they're you know, they're they're moving the light to move with her. So it's not like it, it's kind of like a weird motivated lighting. But um, yeah, everything else is just so fucking flat and boring and all the acting is terrible. Like we glossed over the last half hour with Rucker Hour, mm-hmm. but that's because it basically boils down to a scene of him with the priest and a scene of Mina with Dracula. And they just cut back and forth between that for the half hour. Yeah. And a scene of like, of like Van Helsing and Mina, like just chatting, sitting in chairs and chatting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they, Cause, they, cause Rucker isn't getting, he isn't getting enough money to really put his all into. <laughs> no, they had him for like a day. You could tell, like he just showed yeah. up for a day, shot a couple scenes <laughs> Didn't really want to stand up if he didn't have to. He, he and, may have just been on vacation and was like, I'm going to yeah. pay for vacation this way. <laughs> I could absolutely see that. It just he it was beyond phoned in. Yeah. Uh, from his perspective. And it's not it's not like he was like in terrible health at this point, because just the year before he did hobo with a shotgun. So, yeah. yeah. And that's he, a pretty physically demanding role. And yeah. he he just passed away recently right uh, like i believe 2020 20, or something 
Yeah, 2020, I believe. In the last few years. 2019, 2019, he passed away. So yeah, so this was 20. He's probably shot in 2011. So like, yeah, he was uh, presumably in in decent health at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he just couldn't be bothered. Yeah. Anyway, guys, moral of the story: Don't watch this movie. Fast forward to those parts we talked about. Right. Yeah. Go to. You know, basically, if you go to an hour fourteen in and watch that little scene of uh of of lucy and then go to the uh fucking you know just fast forward till you see a giant prey mantis you can't miss it watch that <laughs> there's a maybe two other scenes that are entertaining you don't feel don't feel like you gotta walk walk sit through this movie we we've done the heavy lifting for you guys on on argento's dracula 3d um if you if you have to watch something that's mm-hmm. related to this movie and it it looks it looks strikingly like the movie as well mm-hmm. watch uh Claudio Simonetti's uh, official music video for Dracula 3D it's called Kiss Me Dracula sick i'd much i guarantee that's more entertaining yeah it's got it's got clips from the movie as well as just like filmed within the same castle and woods that they filmed the movie in but it's him and his band playing uh, and and got this goofy ass song about kiss me dracula it it is you know i like some keyboards in the woods he's a, he's got it going claudio has yep. got it going yep all right guys that was dracula 3d uh by dario argento again don't watch it mm-hmm. um but uh, do follow us on the social medias and go check us out on the old uh, Patreon if you want to get on over there and give us a little review. We'll send you some stickers, all those good things. We got some fun um, uh, mini-sodes coming up here. We got some fun guests. Uh, and then, like I said, we got that fatal four-way coming in October. So Hell if yeah. you have a movie that you absolutely want to make sure is on that Halloween wheel going to be a lot of movies on there. Can't guarantee it's going to get picked, but we're going to put as many Halloween movies that take place during Halloween, around Halloween or Halloween themed. Um, some of them aren't going to be on there like Halloween and, you know, Halloween kills, Halloween before. ends. They're not going to yeah. be on. We They're going to be on there because we cover those already. Um, we won't be doing Halloween six because I've covered that already on a, on a, uh, an episode, stuff like that. Right. Um, but anything we haven't covered, and there are a bajillion out there, um, anything that has to do with the holiday, if you want to get on that wheel, send us a DM, comment, do whatever, uh, and we'll put it on that sumbitchum wheel. And it, we, one of the four of us might get forced to listen, uh, or, or I'm sorry, to, uh, to watch and defend uh, whatever dog shit you throw our way. So, all right. Uh, anything else I'm forgetting here? Anything else we got to do here? And what show still happening? No, no, just, you know, eternally baffled as to why this movie happened. Uh, and you know, like, I'm glad that this wasn't the end of his career because this was like his last movie for a long time Mm -hmm. until 10 years later. And he did dark glasses. Dark glasses is a fine movie to go out on. It's not his best. It's not amazing, but it is a hundred times better than this piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah, guys, don't watch this. If you're playing to be roulette, you know, just skip it. 
Just go to something else. It's absolute dog shit. All right. Uh, see you next uh, Monday on another little mini show where we're going to be talking. About, I don't, do we know we're doing next month or next Monday yet? Do. No, we're going to figure it out. going to be fun, though. All right, boys and ghouls. For the Halloween's Forever crew, I'm Brian. And I'm Steve. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye. Asian <laughs> 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 And I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs>